Welcome to the second episode of Random, a new comedy history podcast from me, Finn, the creator of Dear Nerd Viteria. Well, let's get right into it, shall we? Today I am discussing something that has been very dear to me from my childhood, Hunt's Snack Pack. You may know this as just some sort of pudding, but it has some interesting things about it. I am now on the Wikipedia of Hunt's Snack Pack, from which I will read. Hunt's Snack Pack is a pudding snack manufactured since 1997 in Conagra Foods. By Conagra Foods, I'm sorry. Before we delve deep into Conagra Foods, let's talk about what Snack Pack really is and its use in popular culture. Snack packs were introduced in 1968 as single-serve aluminum slash metal cans before switching to plastic cups in 1984 and clear plastic cups in 1990. They are marketed as healthy treats for children. In the 1970s, Snack Pack was sold in Australia via the Foster Clark Company with the television slogan, If it wasn't for a Snack Pack, a kid would starve. Before we get to how Snack Pack was used in popular culture, let's talk about its slogan. Picture. A family of five. Two parents. Three children. The children have not been assigned and genders that we know. The family has no other food. The family has run out of food. Then, a glimmer of hope. One pudding cup. Snack pack, butterscotch flavor. The kid then transforms into a god. And the land is blessed for all eternity. Now, let us get into its popular culture use. Snack up here. Pack appears in the movie Billy Madison, as it is the title character's favorite dessert. He is disappointed that Juanita, another character in Billy Madison, packed him a banana instead of a a snack pack in his lunch, so he attempts to take one from from a schoolboy in in exchange for his banana during lunchtime, but sadly fails. Billy eventually gets an, an entire full pack of of snack pack pudding as a present from his teacher, Miss Vaughn, when celebrating passing third grade. In episode 16 of season 3 of That 70s Show, Kitty Foreman gives Fez and Hyde a pair of snack packs. However, instead of the period accurate aluminum containers of the 1970s, snack packs are in the modern day clear plastic current containers. In episode 14 of season 2 of How I Met Your Mother, Marshall demands a snack pack from child in Lily's kindergarten class after spraying his pants with juice for blackmailing him with the Super Bowl results. In episode 8 of season 1 of, of this Netflix series, Stranger Things, chapter 8, The Upside Down, Justin and Lucas raid the school cafeteria for a hidden stash of chocolate snack packs. Now, before we get into the main event, ConAgra Foods, let's talk about the flavors. 
Apple pie a la mode. Banana. Banana cream pie. Blueberry muffin. Butterscotch. Caramel cream. Chocolate. Chocolate caramel. Chocolate cookie dough. Chocolate cupcake. Chocolate daredevil. Chocolate fudge. Chocolate mud pie. Chocolate vanilla. Cinnamon roll. Cinnamon twist churro. Dulce de leche. Frosted sugar cookie. Ice cream sandwich. Lemon. Lemon meringue pie. Milk chocolate. Cherry gels. S'mores. Strawberry gels. Strawberry orange gels. Tapioca. Vanilla. Triple brownie. Chocolate fudge and swirl. Black cherry gels. Cherry slash lemon lime gels. Orange gels. There has been a crime upon the world. When I was researching about not 20 seconds ago for this episode, I found it just names the flavors, not describes them in the justice that they deserve. I say, my dear listeners, well, my dear listener, thank you for that play on the trailer, you know who you are. I say we sue Wikipedia. Hear that world? I'm going to sue Wikipedia for not describing each and every flavor of snack pack and doing it justice. Now, let us get into ConAgra Brands Inc. It has been previously referred to as ConAgra Foods, but its true company name is ConAgra Brands Inc. ConAgra Brands Inc. is an American packaged foods company headquartered in Chicago, Illinois. ConAgra makes and sells products under various brand names that are available in supermarkets, restaurants, and food service establishments. Let's talk about the founding and success of ConAgra. ConAgra was founded in 1919 by Frank Little and Alva Kinney, who brought together four grand mills as Nebraska Consolidated Mills, NCM, with its head Grand Island, Nebraska. The headquarters were moved to Omaha in 1922. The company ran out of profit until 1936, when Kinney retired. In 1940, the company began producing flour, its own mill and in 1942 ventured into the livestock feed business. That year, President R. S. Dickinson opened the country's first out-of-state facility in Alabama with a flour mill and an animal feed plant. After researching new uses for this flour, NCM funded the establishment of the Duncan Hines brand of cake mixes in 1951 as a way to market more flour. This venture was very successful, leading the company to its current place as the third largest flour flour miller in the U.S. However, this does not lead NCM to consider other food ventures. Instead, it sold its assets in Duncan Hines to Procter & Gamble in 1956. As American households purchased more and more and more prepared and instant foods in the 1950s and 1960s, NCM chose not to expand into the business that used its flour, instead turning in the opposite direction, focusing on more raw foods. 
like poultry, expanding its livestock feed business. We'll be back in just a second. Now, back to Conagra's success, or rather, its decline. In 1971, Nebraska Consolidated Mills changed its names to Conagra, a portmanteau of con for condensated and agra, simply short in English for agriculture. The 1970s brought the company to a brink of ruin as it lost money for expanding into fertilizer, catfish, and pet product industries, and as commodity speculation wiped out Conagra's margins on raw foods. In 1974, Michael Mike Harper, an experienced food industry, industry executive, took over the firm and brought it back from the brink of bankruptcy. Nonetheless, Conagra's business model left it vulnerable to volatile commodity prices. In response, the company set off on a two-decade-long buying spree, purchasing over 100 prepared food brands, starting with its 1980 purchase of Banquet Foods. It moved heavily into the frozen food business and the packaged meat industry, then picked up a selection from other brands from firms like RJR Nabisco and Beecher's Foods, among others. As leveraged buyouts of the 1980s resulted in the devastation or breakup of many American consumer product firms. In 1993 alone, it purchased 500 million in smaller firms, and in 1998, it purchased another 480 million in brands of Nabisco. In 2002, Conagra Foods sold its fresh meat operations under the name Swift & Company to Hicks, Muse, Tate & First, Inc., and Booth Creek Management. In 2006, Conagra Foods sold its Chicago-area-based refrigerated meats business, Butterball, Ekrick, Armor, to Smithfield Foods. Conagra maintained a presence in Chicago by moving, by moving its Hunt Wesson business there from California. On October 1st, forgive me for one second, I've returned. Now, where were we? Oh, on October 1st, 2015, Conagra announced that it would cut about 1,500 jobs and relocate its headquarters to Chicago as part of a restructuring plan. Move of headquarters from Omaha to Chicago was completed in late June 2016 with the opening of their new headquarters at the Merchandise Mart building. It is the first time since 1922 that Conagra had not been recorded, I mean, that had not been headquartered in Omaha and the first time in the company's history, dating back to its 1919 founding. The headquarters not be in the state of Nebraska. On June 27, 2018, Conagra Brands announced the acquisition for Pinnacle Foods for $8.1 billion. The acquisition closed on October 26, 2018. 
Conagra has a wide array of food products, including cooking oil, frozen dinners, hot cocoa, hot dogs, peanut butter, and many others. Some of their major brands include Act 2, Healthy Choice, Marie Callender's, Orville Redenbacher's, Slim Jim, Ready Whip, Hebrew National, P.F. Chang's, Chef Boyardee, and Bertoli. There, have been, there has been a lot of criticism of Conagra, most notably for its lack of response to global climate change. A 2006 report by Ceres, a nonprofit organization that works to address global climate change and other sustainability issues, entitled Corporate Governance and Climate Change, Making the Connection, measures how 100 leading global companies are responding to global warming. Companies in the report were evaluated on a 0 to 100 scale. Cornagra scored a total of 4 points, the lowest of any food companies that were rated. In a 2009 ranking by Newsweek, Conagra rated 442nd out of 500 largest corporations in terms of overall environmental score, just in the U.S. In 2003-2004, Conagra participated in a, in a Minnesota Pollution Control Agency voluntary investigation and cleanup program. Through the program, through the program, the company cleaned up a property previously used for lithium ore processing and constructed a new 800,000 square foot office warehouse building. Its voluntary program offered future liability protection. That is all, all for today on Random. Come back next week for, I don't know, something else. I also forget about this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. But bye now.